Good afternoon and welcome to Mike's Open Journal episode 37 and this evening we've been talking about the hashtag talk MH which has been focused around medication and this evening I am joined by Scott. Hi Scott. Hi Mike. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah sure. Um, I'm a uh, service user, long time uh, mental health survivor and uh, I'm also a mental health campaigner and volunteer. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll get going with our conversation. Oh, do you have it on your phone, do you? Oh, yeah, because I couldn't... That's the, it's the thing that refreshes the quickest. Oh, OK. Um, so it's the best thing for me. Like, I've got um, an iPad, but it's on a really old system, so that's quite yeah. slow. Um, yeah, can you hear me all right? I can hear you. Is there something on in the background? There's a bit of... That's probably PC noise doing, oh. doing oh, that's a that fan. Can't get, not can't even... get away from that, I'm afraid. <laughs> it's not even a good fan, is it? It's just for the computer, it's not for you. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> impoverished, impoverished man. <laughs> the, the, the PC gets the fan, absolutely, yeah. Oh, dear, no, mine started to get really slowly. I don't know, I'm not sure what's going on with it, because... I try and keep everything on a hard drive as well, so it shouldn't yeah. really be that slow. Well, it's interesting you say that because I have to have. I, I, I tried to have Talk MH on a tablet, but you're right, it just goes too fast. Yeah, it's. You, you have to have a PC because, as you say, it's relentless. Yeah, I, I've. It's, there's just so much, and I've noticed like trying to do the like the chats the last couple of times with I've done one with Rich and like two on my own and yeah. you just like you have to accept basically you're going to pick one or two have a bit of a chat about them yeah. and then you find the next one that you sort of uh, I think to be fair mate I think you've done the right thing in having it afterwards because you can't do both at the same time. no well I feel like you miss out I, like yeah. this week I felt like so much more involved in the conversations Good. and um, like yeah it's just it's it's so much better to be involved in it rather than like chatting about yeah. what everyone else is doing so um, I think there was there was one or two other people that mentioned they might be interested but I've not heard anything from them so I'm quite happy like just to get going okay well I'll tell you what mate if they come in say they come in in 15-20 minutes I'm quite happy to, to vacate and let them come in, come in at that point cool well I'm hoping in my mind I, I don't really want to do after sort of 10 past quarter past like yeah I was thinking exactly the same yeah thing. I'm done then <laughs> just like sat there like on the edge of your seat moving my phone as quickly as possible for an hour I'm ready to like chill <laughs> go to bed you got some ache have you yeah. <laughs> oh and you suddenly yeah, realise how heavy your phone is because I sort of rest it on my like little finger and it's like oh when you're holding it in your hand for that long it actually becomes quite heavy <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so obviously today we're yeah, we were uh, we kind of had a chat through with um, what was our actual topic? I guess just medication. Medication. Yeah, <laughs> you get to the end and you're like, oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah, kind of chatting through medication, um, and I think it was a really, um, I don't know. I feel like some of the the like the last couple of chats. Sometimes it's a bit kind of generalised, I guess. Whereas yeah. this was really good. Like there was a few people talking specifically about actual situations like the actual medication they've taken or their experience with it which was really cool to hear sure um yeah I mean, absolutely i mean it's as i, as I said uh to, uh at the start of the uh discussion uh, if you like 
um, it, it's definitely going to be something that's going to provoke uh, a wide variety of responses because, like a lot of things, uh, for some people medication is, is going to be uh, going to be good. Mm. Uh, for, for other people, it's not going to be quite so much. So it, it, it's interesting to get that sort of variation in what people think or have experienced. Yeah, and it was really cool that I think there were some people saying I've. I've like taken medication before and it has worked and other people saying it hasn't and actually it wasn't a conversation that was like I don't feel like it was massively led one way or the other it was very much like let's talk openly about medication we're not saying it's going to work for everyone because it won't um but by talking about it it kind of takes away some of that stigma um and helps you kind of make more of an informed decision rather than just pretending that that option isn't available I guess Absolutely. I mean, as, as I think uh, a few people did say, I mean, it's, what uh, struck me was, I mean, there's a lottery in a lot of things. There's a lottery yeah. in services as a whole. Uh, but there's also perhaps a bit of a lottery in terms of attitude towards medication. Um, so in my experience, uh, docs, consultants, that sort of thing, uh, they've been quite sort of pro, pro meds, uh, especially the first consultant I had years ago. <laughs> they were very keen. They were very keen on it. Um, but it, it's interesting for me to actually hear um, some professionals or pros um, that sort of weren't so keen on it. Mm. Because, you know, we're not perhaps, I, I'm not sure about yourself, mate, but um, I, I've always had it where it's always been there. Yeah. It's, it's not like they've, it's not like the powers that be, for lack of a better term, say, no, 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 we're not going there. Um, we're actually gonna. This is a, a firm option, and, and it's there to be had. So yeah, it was. I think there was. I, oh, I can't remember who. It was. There was two or three people, wasn't there, that mentioned that they'd kind of been pointed away from it by a doctor or a GP. And I have to admit, I feel like it was almost kind of like a default setting. Like when I went in, it was almost like, wow, there's an issue here. Like you need medication and potentially something else. It yeah. wasn't like, do you need medication? It, I don't know. I guess everyone's situation is different, but yeah. it was to me, it felt like a default. Like you've come in, you've got a mental health um, illness. Our first call is medication. Yeah. Um, arguably, I think some of that was to do with the fact that um, the kind of the therapy that I was offered alongside that was just being pointed towards um, eye talk and some CBT, um, sure. and they said it's going to you're going to be waiting for that. So. I think they were probably thinking, if we don't give you medication, we're basically giving you no support for the next yeah. like three months. Yeah, um, I think that's I think that's a very fair point actually. Um, I think quite a few, and I'm not knocking it either way, um, do tend to see right medication is the first step. Yeah. Um, perhaps in isolation, only a few um, sort of pros sort of say right meds is the main crux. We'll build on it from there. Mm. But I think more recently. Um, I think more pros uh, are actually, so dogs, consultants, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, those sort of people, they are sort of, I think, realising that uh, it might be partly because of the in inverted commas backlash towards medication, that medication is um, quote unquote over relied upon. Yeah. And I mean, one could argue as well that perhaps uh, CBT is also going down that road as well. Yeah, I think in so. That that's been over relied upon as well. And you start, I mean, you've got those two. I mean, you sort of think, well, what's next? I mean, I know one uh, quite 
in my area, um, it's quite well known, I think, that IAPT is a, is a go-to. It's called IAPT in this, in this area. Well, I think it's IAPT generally, isn't it? Um, and that's sort of psychological uh, therapies and CBT perhaps, uh, one-on-one counselling perhaps as well. Yeah. But the problem with that, especially in, in this area, um, is that it's oversubscribed, mm. as it probably is in a lot of areas. And that, of course, leads to long waiting lists and could increase the chances perhaps of people getting quote-unquote handed off on medication for yeah. three to six months, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I think exactly what you're saying um i think i was probably i definitely needed the medication um so i don't have a problem with that but i feel like it was probably maybe promoted a little bit more because there was a knowledge that actually that kind of cbt that therapy isn't going to be available to you straight away um and that even once you get a um the even once you get an assessment you know you could be waiting then for whatever kind of treatment or therapy that you're offered um, I mean, I've had, <laughs> I've nearly had the works. Um, I've been to like the workshops. I've had the one-to-one stuff over the phone, um, and I'm now waiting for uh, one-to-one therapy. But that's like a four-month wait. Um, so you just sit, kind of waiting with, with no real support. And I think yeah. there's maybe that knowledge on the offset that do you know what, even once you get to a stage where you're going to engage with something, there is going to be gaps. And for them, I think the medication is probably something to be a bit more of a permanent fixture yeah i also think it's whether it's to do with cop like they can give you medication and it's going to cost them relatively less to do that it doesn't matter if one person goes in to collect that or a thousand people go in whereas it makes a big difference if one person or a thousand people sign up for a workshop or for some sort of therapy Mm. yeah i think i think you mentioned about groups there i mean Again, that's, that's that's a big sort of topic in itself, I suppose. Yeah. But it's, you know, they are in their very nature short term, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. And the, the, the thing that I, because I've, I've had, when I was when I was in the services, I had quite a few of those groups. And mm. as I say, they are inherently short term. And the other thing as well, which stuck in my mind after those, long after those groups finished, which was you may get handouts, so big oh my god the handouts (laughs) yeah and and the the problem with that is that the handouts are not a you know that you don't you can't just click your fingers and go ah that's where that was from you know and therefore you sort of think to yourself handouts are in a way a bit of a poor substitute for the actual sessions themselves um, and, and in which those sessions can actually just fizz out of your mind after mm. six months, a year, longer. You know, so I'm not sure how you deal with that because I'm not so sure they're going to be able, uh, even nowadays, as we as one or two mentioned in the uh, talk MH discussion about time-limiting care. Yeah. Um, you're not going to have repeat groups and stuff like that, which... It's arguable whether that would be helpful or not. I think, for me, I think the handouts are... They're really useful in terms of giving you information to go away with because, like you say, I think, for me, the big thing about the group stuff was kind of just being there and having other people to talk to, seeing it affects other people in different ways. Um, And then the reference stuff is really cool to have. However, my problem is more with what the material is is it's very much um, like there's just too much in there 
Um, I think they should give you less. I think um, the information they give you is almost like um, it's like a course book. Yeah. Think, okay, that's fine while we're here because we can skim through, talk about it, make notes, whatever. But mm. if I'm at home and it's like two weeks or two months from now, I need something that's briefer, more to the point, that I'm actually likely to look at and understand it without you being there to talk me through it. Sure. Um, sure. So for me, I think, yeah, it's just kind of, I guess, kind of the type of handout that you're being given. Um, yeah, I feel like that could probably be better used because I know I think I've looked at one of my handouts and that was because I was asked a question by another uh, professional and I wanted to refer back to something that we'd spoken about in the workshop so I've not looked at anything off my own back Um, so yeah I just and I think that's probably the the type of material it is that's probably put me off yeah I I, I don't get that and the other thing as well with with groups as well and and you can't necessarily I mean me personally I believe in don't make any assumptions and that could be professionals to service user or service user to groups in this instance yeah. because in some ways um, I know and they won't like me for saying this but um, IAPs in, in my neck of woods uh, do tend to label themselves as a quote psychoeducational seminar mm-hmm. uh, and, and they, the reason they say that is uh, because it really is uh, a run through of uh tips I suppose you could say and what have you yeah. um, but the, the, of course the downside for that is I mean, just picture it for a second you've got uh, 40, 50 people in a room possibly more wow. and the, the, the inherent problem with that is that people don't get a chance to ask questions mm. and I think for some people that may sort of grate a bit and they sort of think well it would be helpful if, if if we could do that, whereas if it's just a solid block run-through, which, to be honest, it was, mm. um, I, I don't think they necessarily mention that very much. They sort of give the impression that it's a quote-unquote course, but really it's... I'm not going to say it's a lecture because that's probably pushing it. Yeah, uh, I think... I'm short of that. I th- yeah, I think some of the stuff I've kind of interacted with before, I would say it's very close to being something like a lecture the first time if it's like a a lot of them seem to be like five or six week courses um and i think the stuff i've seen and spoken to other people about um the first one is always very dry it is very much a lecture because no one really wants to share they can't they sort of take that time to judge everybody um and then after that you get a lot more um of the group opening up and i think it changes um but i also think this is a bit of a weird one um, and I think you, to some extent you need to have gone through it to understand it but the room that you're in makes a huge difference it can do yeah um, I've been in uh, well I think when I did my iTalk the room that we were in was the same room for the whole five or six weeks um, but they changed the layout the first week it was in like a uh, like a horseshoe shape so everyone's just sat around the outside all looking at each other it feels like a classroomy boardroomy kind of set up yeah. um, and you're set up I felt like basically to listen to the people that are talking at the front uh, and then for the weeks after that we had like little island tables so it encourages you then to talk to the other sort of four or five people on your table and it made it it sort of broke it down a little bit more you don't feel like you're suddenly talking to 
the 20 people that are in your group you're just talking to the four on your table and then gradually you sort of talk to more people also means like the session was broken down a lot more so i think that made a big difference no i, th- I think that's 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 probably how they might intend to do it but i think going but, back to going back to yeah as i say IAPS, i think they know full well that they're going to get the numbers yeah so what they basically do is they sit i mean when I was in it uh, a few years ago now and I'm told the numbers have increased since I was in it mm. um, they basically just sit 40 plus people towards a, a, a projector a projector screen yeah. and just run through it and it goes back to what you were saying there Mike about it being dry Yeah, and it is really because you don't get that sort of group interaction which as I think Talker made shows that group interaction can certainly have uh, that sort of big yeah. buzz at the end of it and you don't really get that through dry sessions like yeah. uh, IAPS was in my case to be fair you've also I've also had a lot of groups where the numbers excuse me have been quite um, small compared to that and it's strange that sometimes the smaller groups of the stuff as you say you get more out of mm, definitely I think one of the things I again I don't know and I don't know that I necessarily thought this at the time but I wonder how much it feeds into it is that I think a lot of us um, and I think that comes through the the talk MH is that we feel like oh no one else gets it we know it's different for everybody so no one quite knows like what it's like for me Um, and when it's a smaller group and you can talk well not necessarily a smaller group just when it's a a group that you feel comfortable with um, and you can talk through um I think that helps us understand a bit more what's going on with ourselves, understand a little bit more just generally about mental health um, and feel more comfortable with it. Whereas when you're sat in a room of, even if it's five people instead of a hundred, but you're Mm. just sat there all facing forward, looking at a screen, someone talking, like how personal is that? How much interaction is going on? Are you Is it really changing your opinion of feeling like you're on your own? Well, Exactly. I mean, and to bring it directly back to, to, to medication, you've got, going, and again, going back to the lottery thing, mm. um, you, you know, I had, I've had uh, during my time in services quite a few uh, consultants, and I, I would have to say uh, the last one was probably what I would describe as more open minded. Yeah. Uh, and I mean that in the way that, yes, you knew that medication was an option mm. and, a, and a quite important one. However, uh, they did ask other questions as well, like, have you gone down the therapy route? Have you gone down the uh, some of the lifestyle groups? Uh, that sort of that sort of life, and that's what I think they need to do because I was just thinking this while you were speaking there, Mike. That mm. um, cons- you don't see very much of consultants. I think people do forget this that the the care coordinator whoever that may be CPN social worker whoever you're in community mental health days community mental health teams um, those are the ones that you tend to see the most Um, sort of adversely the consultants are the ones you see every three months if you're lucky Mm. Uh, I think in a lot of cases they end up being four, five, six months possibly because of the sheer numbers they've got to see as well but it's precisely because of that that the consultants don't know they read Excuse me, they read uh, notes from your previous um, uh, appointments and perhaps also what the care coordinator has written down. But even that, 
doesn't give them as perhaps a truer sense as what the Keg Alternator will know. So therefore, they're already at a disadvantage. Yeah. And therefore, I don't know. It's as you say, going back to what you were saying earlier about there seems to be a quote-unquote default setting. Mm. Um, there does seem to be, and you sort of think, well, you know, you do have to challenge that. I think sometimes. Yeah. It Especially is the sort of yeah, exactly. Especially towards the, you know, the sort of they're almost. <laughs> Imagine if they're figuratively prodding you with uh, <laughs> medication and saying, "All right, have this," you know, and it's it, it is almost it, it is almost uh, like that to a degree. Then. Yeah, I remember. Um, now, where I can't think who exactly has said this to me, but someone that was a professional, they said it's almost like you have to be. I think this might have been when I was doing eye talk, and they were talking about kind of I guess activities that you can do to help you along the way but also with medication and they're like you have to be your own kind of like scientist and you have to work out what works for you and some things work for you and some things won't and I was like they try and put like a positive spin on it and like you're in control and I'm like yeah, yeah. that is great but at the same time um, we're talking about something that affects a lot of people in a lot of different ways and arguably to the most severe ways in some cases and uh it's almost like oh we can give you a bit of help but it's kind of up to you like to sort it out and i'm like if i come in here with a broken leg it's not like well here's a chair here's a stick like you go and work out what works best for you and you come back to us and we'll have a talk about it in a couple of months like they just tell you this is what you need to do this is the best way to go about it and um i i yeah i don't know i feel like there's almost a bit too much pressure put on the individual to work out what's best for them rather than being given sure. enough support. Um, it's just like, yeah. yeah, you need to be on medication. This is what we're going to start you off on. Um, then you tell us what works for you. If you don't want to be on that, we'll move you on to something else. Um, if you want some therapy, that's cool, but it's going to be a long way. Uh, is is uh, I talk sort of online based CBT? Um, well, it's mixed. So um, okay. you have an over the phone uh, assessment, and I think mine lasted for about an hour. Uh, and then based from that, they'll offer you a couple of different options. Now, I was offered three, and I think that's all that's available to start off with. Um, so you get offered either uh, an online course that is for uh, I think probably around sort of six to eight weeks um, where you get um, some information from uh, like a practitioner they'll give you like some activities to do uh, ask you a couple of questions about how it's gone and you fill in stuff online um, which for some people work really well because you don't necessarily want that face-to-face -face kind of situation of talking through what you're going through however for me I kind of felt like um, online-wise, through um, lots of stuff like your Talk MH group, um, I feel like I've kind of got online support and that wasn't necessarily something I'd gain anything from. Um, and I wanted to kind of have that exposure of going to a, a group setting or talking through what's going on. Um, so I was also offered the kind of the one-to-one -one over the phone for five weeks or the five-week workshops. And I said, I'd rather go along, do the workshops, and then if I need it, I'll have the phone conversations afterwards because then I've got stuff from the workshop to talk through in the one-to-one. -one. Sure. Um, and the workshops were really good for me in just being around other people. 
um, talking to other people about their situations, feeling more comfortable to talk about what I was going through, um, and pick up like a couple of tips about things you can do and like um, thought journals, activity journals, and stuff like that. Um, but I don't know. I don't feel like I massively learn loads from it. I'm not sure if that's the purpose of it. Um, I guess I just kind of made me feel a bit more comfortable talking about what was going on. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm intrigued actually. Would you describe the sort of online or the telephone yeah. based stuff? Would you describe that as cold? The telephone stuff I found um, I found really good actually, but I think okay. that's because good. I did it after the workshop. If I'm honest. I think if I'd have done it before the workshop, I would have. I would have felt quite sort of um, like not connected. Uh, yeah. Whereas I think having been to the workshop, I kind of got the connection from that. Um, then having the stuff over the phone, I got to talk to the same person that had done my assessment, which I think make, made a big difference. Um, and having that one-to-one conversation after having been in a group, the fact you couldn't sort of see or be with that person didn't matter as much because you were getting the one-to-one time, if that makes okay. sense. Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. Um, and then for me, obviously, moving forward, um, like I'm on a waiting list for one-to-one in-face um, counselling, so then that's kind of the next stage. But um, yeah. I think, yeah, definitely for me, the over-the-phone stuff really helped. It was really good. But I, for me, that was because it came after the workshop. Uh, like I say, if it was before, I don't know that I would have got as much from that, if I'm being completely honest. Well, this is what's making me think, is because I'm well aware that some people do, in patches around the country, do tend to get the online or the telephone-based, yeah, particularly yeah. telephone-based assessments. And for me, they do just make me think, well, they're not, I mean, they're not what I would call, uh, they don't offer continuity. Well, my Whereas, thing with the yeah. phone calls um, was being able to do it around work. And yeah. So I okay. could um, come out for my like lunch hour and uh, I'd go and sit in my car in the car park <laughs> and I'd have my conversation there. Whereas if I had an appointment somewhere, there's no way that I would have been able to do that. Um, yeah, that's fair enough. That's, that's, so that's for me, it, it also worked around the day. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to again what was what was mentioned in the uh, the discussion that everyone is different and different things work for different people. Definitely, yeah, and I can uh, so see, yeah. like you're saying, some people would not would not get the phone call stuff. I don't think they'd engage with it in the same way that I didn't want to do the online stuff because I knew, yeah. for me, not only would that not be a positive, it'd probably be a negative. Yeah, because don't you think it was sort of made? It's sort of it, it's hard to paint the picture, but almost. Uh, I suppose the igloo sort of theory comes out, which is you sort of, if you did the online based stuff, you're almost sort of by yourself in, in your figures <laughs> yeah. with igloo, yeah. sort of tapping away on the laptop or whatever. Yeah. And you sort of think, right, this is the path to, you know. Yeah, I feel uh, really Whatever you want to call it, you know. It's, that, I don't, that's what it just strikes me as. Yeah, I think, like you say, everyone's different, and I wonder whether, I don't know, I don't know if someone that was younger maybe would engage more with that because they're more comfortable with online stuff but I feel like I'm pretty comfortable with online stuff and I feel like I've already got kind of the opportunity to talk about stuff online in a way that benefits me 
um, to talk to other people that are affected by mental health illnesses. Um, I don't feel like I would gain a huge amount from talking to someone online or doing some sort of online activity um, yeah. in like a professional sense. Uh, so, but like you say, everyone's different. Everyone will interact with stuff and feel that different things work for them. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that, that is that is true. I mean, it's it's, it's like um, some some people would uh, disregard medication completely, or they could do what uh, I did for a bit, which is try and, uh, in effect, uh, come off medication for a period. And some, some, for some people, that works. I, I'm not going to make any bones about it. They do. Um, you know, but. For me, I went. It's an awful phrase, cold turkey. <laughs> but um, I did do that for a while, and uh, and over time, uh, the uh, care coordinator at, at the time eventually sort of, uh, again in a in a good way, sort of prodded me and made me realise that I was made me realise rather that uh, medication has a place, and uh, I did sort of. Uh, at least have to seriously think about going back on it, which I did yeah. eventually. But, but I can well understand people out there, perhaps some uh, listening to this, that they sort of think, right, I've fought really hard to come off medication. I want to stay off it. Mm. But sometimes you can be off it for a set period of time, whatever that is, six months, nine months, whatever. Yeah. Um, and you sometimes you don't even notice it. You mm. sort of gradually going back down that slope and uh, it, it sometimes I think it does take somebody else to say to you right hold on a minute you're not as yeah again a terrible phrase but you're not as chipper yeah as you were when you just come off the meds and you were probably sort of really motivated to stay off it yeah I mean I've noticed in the last week um, I've had I think two maybe three people come over to me and say like oh you look like you're a bit down today. Like, is everything okay? And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's okay. I'm just really, like, getting a bit hassled by some of the stuff that's going on at work. And, like, it's when I go out for lunch or at the end of the day, I'm, I get really emotional when I think about it. Because I'm like, oh, my God, like, they notice that you're not quite the same as you usually are. And I think and that's just something that's going on um, with stuff at work where I can feel like there's a bit of pressure to kind of get a lot of stuff done and you're pushing everything to one side. And I know that at the end of like November or in December or whatever when all this stuff is done I can feel it now I'm like I know something bad's gonna like happen because there's I'm just pushing everything to one side at the moment to get through like the next six weeks or whatever worth of stuff so um, when someone else kind of notices that in some way and like you say you kind of don't always notice it yourself no so it can make a real difference but uh I think if we um, start to round it off, um, it's a nice short one there. Um, well, following our long chat already online. Um, <laughs> oh, gee, I've started to do a couple of these other, like there's a couple of other um, like mental health chats that go on in the week, but none of them have as much interaction as this group. I don't um, have to wait or what have you, yeah. Yeah, it's just there's like so... Uh, there's a lot of people that feed into this chat but there's also um like a lot of people that interact kind of fully with it where they're kind of constantly posting um which is really good whereas i think the other groups i'm part of it's more 
like there's a few people that will post gradually um it's not like a flowing conversation all the time so it's definitely one that keeps you keeps you going with the notifications and your feed and stuff so absolutely i mean it is a balancing act though isn't it i think it's important to mention that you know it is a balancing act between uh what you feel for example what you feel strongly and and, and you, you want to divulge or talk about yeah uh, and on the other side you've got such like stuff where you perhaps don't feel comfortable talking about it because at the end of the day it's it is a it's a public discussion for me yeah yeah i think that's an important point yeah definitely i think well um I mean, I know you've got... I don't quite know about some of the privacy settings, but I would imagine, like, some of the guys that are posting might have, like, private accounts, but um, I don't know how that works when you join in with, like, a hashtag, whether they would still show up, I'm not sure. Um, But I think, like you say, some of the stuff, especially this week, I feel, um, there was a lot more kind of tweets or comments about specific examples of um, the medication people take or the situations they've been in rather than some of the generalised stuff we had um, when I think like last week was was last week's stigma um, it might have been yeah where there's been sometimes it's a bit more general so it's not like oh this is what um, I said or I heard or sometimes it can be a little bit different so well that's, that's right I mean you do get I mean conversely you do also get one or two which are quite specific yeah uh, which not everyone can can, uh, can sort of contribute to because they don't have experience. So yeah. Sort of oh, you should have listened to me and Rich talk through <laughs> the eating disorder week. And we were like, at the beginning, yeah, um, neither of us are really affected by this, but we're going to give it a go. <laughs> okay, so that was a really great conversation there with Scott where we talked a little bit about the hashtag talk MH chat, which as we said this afternoon it was around medication we're both looking forward to taking part in next week's conversation and chat uh scott do you have any links or anything you'd like to send out to the guys that are listening yeah cheers mike um you can follow me on twitter at scott mhc 14 and uh, you can also follow my blog which is uh partly about uh, mental health themes at uh, survivor16b.wordpress.com cool thanks very much and as always you can find out loads of stuff about the podcast about my blog and bits and pieces that are going on at mikesopenjournal.com or on twitter uh, at mike underscore douglas underscore thanks very much for listening guys and got any last messages scott no just uh, keep keep surviving everybody uh, it's a tough old it is a tough old battle but uh, you really can uh, run through just keep the keep the faith and keep the strength awesome stuff and remember you're not alone out there thanks for listening